Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. That's at Audible.com. With us on today's podcast is John McCormick. His new piece of the Weekly Standard, Congress Goes AWOL. AWOL over what, John? Uh, over the issue of women in combat, uh, when the Obama administration announced at the end of January that they'd be opening up uh, direct combat units, uh, 237 positions that had been previously closed to women, uh, opening those up for women, uh, basically everybody in Congress just thought it was a great idea. They went along with it. You had some of the rising stars, some of my favorite senators like Kelly Ayotte from New Hampshire, Marco Rubio from uh, Florida, uh, great conservatives, uh, rising stars in the party, just cheered along. Um, but as I point out in the piece, they really haven't had a public debate over this, a very serious issue, a big, a big policy change. And I go through and I talk to some different Marines and uh, just let them talk about why this is a, a bad idea and what their concerns are. And well, you know, John, the knee-jerk reaction in contemporary America is, well, women can do anything men can do. It's even sexist to even ask the question, should there be women in combat? So why, isn't, why shouldn't that attitude carry the day? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, many, many thousands of women have served bravely and fought, and nearly 200 have died in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, but they're not in direct combat units, which do serve a different function than, say, a, a convoy which might get attacked, and you return fire and try to get to safety. I mean, uh, the combat units, these are guys out in the field for months on end, um, and it's it's just a different dynamic. I mean, these are the guys most like, I mean, these are the ones who are getting shot the most and fighting the most, and uh, when you can mess with that in a number of ways. I mean, the, there are three good reasons, and Mac Owens wrote a piece for the Weekly Standard about a month ago, and he, you know, he starts out with the physical differences. Right. Uh, that Obviously, men on average, the average man has a 95% chance of being uh, stronger than an average woman. So obviously, uh, right there, you're talking about knife fights are still going to happen. As one uh, gunnery sergeant, Jesse right. Jane Duff, a woman herself, points out, there are still going to be knife fights. And if we wouldn't put the uh, you know, let let a, a very athletic woman be a wide receiver in the NFL. Why would we ever put a woman up against a Taliban fighter? You know, John McCormick. Uh, one of the examples I use on my radio show is I say, imagine this is a pickup game, except for the teams are Al Qaeda and America, and you start picking people off your bench to go, you know, fight face the other guys. You're going to pick a lot of people before you get to the first woman. Not because women aren't brave or want to serve, but because of the obvious physical differences. It's embarrassing to me that those physical differences haven't even been debated in the issue of sending women to the front lines to fight. And they haven't been debated, and they haven't even been studied on the impact of women. I mean, this woman, Jesse Jane Duff, a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps, she pointed out that the Defense Department has done no long-term study on what the impact is going to be on women. And many women have reported from their deployments right now serving in very hard conditions in Afghanistan. Uh, one woman, her name is uh, Captain Katie Petronio, wrote a great article in the Marine Corps Gazette talking about how uh, her body just deteriorated at a much more rapid rate than uh, the men who were in her unit. And she suffered... Um, infertility because of this. So I think that uh, it's not fair to men, it's not fair to women to go ahead with this drastic policy change without looking into the, I mean, the physical differences, obviously the, you know, sociological differences. Men tend to treat women uh, in different ways than they would treat other men. There's sort of not that same comradeship there. Men may be protective of women, and in a battle you need to have complete fairness. Uh, there's also, you, you introduce uh, you know, the issue, issue of sexual attraction, and as uh, David Frum actually put it quite well, he said, nothing turns a band of brothers into a pack of snarling beasts more quickly uh, than introducing uh, women in 
sexual competition into the, into this element. So to try and suppress all those things when you've already got such a hard task, uh, men putting their lives on the line, fighting and dying for our country, I just don't see um, why you would make it more difficult. That's the point. Uh, Representative Duncan Hunter from California, who's one of the few people in Congress to make an issue out of this, uh, raised to me. And, uh, I have to say, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that last one. I'm still stunned that it, that David Frum said something with which I can agree. So I'm just really thrilled for that. <laughs> John He's very good. I want, but I want to go back to the physical difference part because you start off with this premise. Uh, you, as you point out in your piece, a majority of Americans, more than uh, 66%, say they support the change because they say any if a woman can do it she should be able to do it in other words if she can do the same work let her do it but you also point out that they can't do the same work for example there are different physical requirements for women uh, in, in the military versus men they aren't working at the same physical standard are they well that's one question that needs to be addressed right now uh, the, the government already has quote unquote gender neutral standards for the military but that doesn't mean what you think it means uh, they will say that it's a gender neutral standard for example in the air force for a woman to do 18 push-ups and for a man to do 33 push-ups because under the government's definition of gender neutral they claim that somehow they're exerting an equivalent amount of energy uh, to accomplish this but what, what? Duncan Hunter yeah yeah it's crazy so what <laughs> Duncan Hunter is saying is that for these combat positions that were just opened up, we need an actual gender gender neutral standard so that right. men and women are, are lifting the same amount, being able to yeah, have I don't the think same you're endurance. allowed to say in the middle of a knife fight, but I'm stabbing you as hard as a guy would be. I'm using the same amount of energy. And uh, you and I were d- d- talking before the podcast, uh, John, about another piece that came out where the Marines opened up their combat infantry officers training to women, and uh, it, it, it didn't go well. Exactly. I mean, it's a grueling course, and a lot of men uh, sure. don't make it through, but both women who, I'm sure I couldn't make it through it, um, and uh, both both women who tried for this couldn't make it through. And then the question is, again, what about for years and months in the field? I mean, make it through the course, well, that's great. I mean, maybe that 1% of women who make it through, well, shouldn't they be allowed in there? And I think that the question is, well, what what is life going to be like for them uh, in the field? Can, they, can their bodies endure the same amount of stress? And the, the the government hasn't even studied that issue, so that's a huge issue. And then, of course, there are just the facts about unit cohesion and the group dynamic that is changed where you introduce women into the equation. Um, and it's, it's, it's not a criticism of women or of, of their bravery or their skill or their intelligence. It's just simply about whether this will make the military more effective fighting force. And just to, if you talk to anyone who's actually been in combat, or especially the Marines, uh, you know, they'll raise very legitimate concerns. And I think that Congress has just gone and uh, signed off on this issue without really exercising um, uh, their, their responsibility uh, to one, one last really question. Play any oversight role. One last question, John. Is this a done deal, or is there going to be any revisiting of it? Are people at all discussing this, or is this just already uh, yeah, fait accompli? Part- Part of the reason there hasn't been a huge outcry is because the Department of Defense says that there will be a very gradual implementation, that the different branches will have time to roll out what their gender-neutral standards are, so we'll actually get to see whether they're real standards, whether they're watering them down, have actually different standards for both men and women. And uh, they also have an opportunity to petition the Pentagon to say that particular units should be closed. But the presumption is that they're going to make them all open, and so that there is some time. Uh, Representative Duncan Hunter 
Hunter uh, from California has introduced a bill to make sure that there's an actual standard that men and women will not be judged by different criteria for these combat positions. So um, as, as the military begins releasing these standards, uh, I think we'll have a little bit more debate on this, and hopefully uh, some more people stand up and uh, a few more good men and women join uh, Representative Hunter on the Hill. So, so Larry, so listen to the same people who complained about the anti-science right now rejecting the fundamental science of biology. John McCormick, thanks so much for joining us on this Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Also, be sure to check out the terrific offer we've got today from audible.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.